Hello and welcome to the grand finals of the first season of the Grog Pod Roguelike Podcast, where each episode we take aim at a roguelike game, big or small. We try to rank them in the pantheon of rogues as best we can. Uh, and this is why we rank them for an end of year celebration of our favorite games and to crown a champion for the season. For 416 days, we have looked over 36 games and come to 12 finalists through six categories of one enigmatic genre, roguelike games. Uh, more than 30 countries of listeners have tuned in to our our uh, lowly podcast, uh, including uh, the USA, Canada, uh, but also including uh, the UK, Sweden, Brazil, and Australia, uh, helping us to cross just over 10,000 total downloads this month. Um, uh, this year, will Faster Than Light, FTL, and Dead Cells uh, hold off the competition from their number one and number two positions, respectively, or will the dice favor Luck Be a Landlord through the tournament? We're here to find out. I am your play-by-play -play coverage analyst for this tournament, Scott Berger, and with me for this inaugural kickoff, uh, in the announcer booth are my co-hosts. This is Will, uh, otherwise known as King Solomon, the wisest of judgments to, to tell you how to chop these babies up. And uh, me, Andrew Harshman, here ready to play in the Omega Bowl. Uh, I'm going to do some football stuff like you ain't never seen. First <laughs> down and every time. <laughs> And uh, me, Colin, using a more, a better sports metaphor, unlike Will, I am the referee who knows the objective truth about the state of the games. Flag, 10-yard penalty. Uh, yes, welcome to something that's more than super. It is an Omega Bowl of games uh, where we were using this as an excuse to, to round up and revisit uh, our games that we've talked about throughout the year and ass assess if our opinions have changed and uh, give people a, a good platform where if they are new to the podcast or new to the genre, I give them a place to, to come and kind of get a sense of what all this madness. Um, and yeah, so over, over the past year, we've looked at a lot of different games, which we've crudely tried to cram into six different categories. Uh, I think we've kind of come to the conclusion that a lot of these games can't really fit into one bucket but uh for playoff purposes we're gonna force it so our categories this year have come down to deck builders platformers solo dev games squad management games traditional roguelikes and i guess in air quotes twin stick shooters uh and it's interesting <laughs> Uh, some of these divisions are are also somewhat interesting, where our deck builder division started off uh, pretty stacked a few months ago with almost all of our top games coming out of it. But over time, has transitioned more to be balanced between that and whatever our squad management games are. Uh, our deck builder category leads with the most games that we have reviewed for the year with eight. Uh, our platformer category uh, has the biggest gulf between our best and worst rankings. Uh, between our number two and our number 32. Uh, but it also has the fewest number of games that we've covered with only four so far, but we'll see how that changes. Uh, solo dev, it was a, a tight photo finish horse race between who got the uh, the division winner uh, between Streets of Rogue, One Way Heroics, and War Sim only being separated by 0.03 rating points. Uh, so it, it could have gone either way. 
Uh, some of these might return in the future for an all-star game. We shall see. Uh, and all these ratings are fluid as well. So we might even uh, readjust these as our tournament bracket episode continues. Um, our squad management category, maybe the most nebulously named, uh, is our most representative category tonight with four playoff entries. Uh, our traditional roguelike category, maybe unsurprising for our, this group of uh, co-hosts, but our overall lowest rated category. Uh, and then our twin stick shooter category exists. <laughs> uh, our division winners. So the, the games that have uh, clocked in at the highest rating for each of these buckets come out to FTL faster than light. Uh, Dead Cells, Monster Train, Binding of Isaac, Cogmind, and Streets of Rogue. And because we wanted to maximize chaos, we decided to go with an NFL-style playoff uh, seating system. So our wild cards, rounding out the rest of the tournament bracket, include RimWorld, asterisk, 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 which we'll come to in a second, uh, The Last Spell, which was a listener-requested episode, uh, Enter the Gungeon, Andrew's debut episode, uh, Hand of Fate 2, Invisible Ink, and Luck Be a Landlord. Uh, the way this will go is that we're for each round of this recap podcast, we'll uh, dive into a, a game matchup between two titans of the of the genre, uh, and then we'll we'll talk about them. We'll talk about how uh, how our thoughts and feelings have changed about them. Uh, we'll do some voting about whether or not if we think it should advance. Uh, and then we'll also uh, reveal the the listener vote. We, uh, we had a, a lot more people respond to the uh, to the listener request form than I thought we would, which was great. Thank you for doing so. And we have some fan fate, uh, picks for each round, which will help us to break ties should we should we need them. Uh, and then we'll recommend, as always, uh, games that are similar to those as we escort them out of the venue uh, and give them a door prize on the way out. Um, I'm excited. This is the first time I think that um, I'll really get a sense for how demented our audience truly is, or uh, hopefully, you know, if they side with me. And so we'll, we'll find out here soon enough. Well, uh, let's not forget that, you know, the audience brought us the amazing uh, The Last Spell. So they got to have something going on with them. But yes, we will find out their their true. We're going to test the listeners metal and their uh, mastery of uh, good taste. Or right, they'll tell, test us. Oh, no. All right. So our first round here kicking us off is a contentious one. Probably, I well, at first I was going to say these two games couldn't be more opposite if we tried. But it almost seems like all of these wildcard uh, matchups are <laughs> like pure opposite games. Uh, I did not intend for the rankings to shape out this way. Uh, but this is, this is how uh, Dead Cells pushed everything else down the list. So our first round is our number nine seated Cogmind versus our number 11 seated Luck Be a Landlord. I'm already angry. Because I already know. It's, this, is a, this is a tragedy. This is a tragedy of the, of the, of the seating. Tragedy. Oh, golly. Cogmind can't have this spot, but inevitably you fools will choose to put it above the gorgeous game that is Luck Be a Landlord. I can't believe it. Uh, so I have played both of these games 
extremely briefly. Um, so you're going to be getting from me a very sort of noobish. Oh, yeah. oh wait, so I can, can oh, I win you over? Ooh. Is that potentially, possible? Potentially. Oh my goodness. But uh, so I have, I have a, a quick question. I was under the impression that Cogmind was a totally like ASCII art game, but upon booting it up earlier today, I found that there were some, the, the map had a simple sort of cutesy sprite based system. Is that new or old? Uh, no, that is, yeah. Time. That's oh, been there forever. Okay. There is a button that you can toggle between the two, and there's an NPC that you can talk to that briefly scrambles your vision into ASCII mode. Oh, that's kind of fun. That's cute. <laughs> very cute, very cute. So the the way that, uh, yeah, this is going to work is we're, we will be each be placing votes, and then if there's a tie, uh, then then we'll, you know, we'll use the, the listeners as, as the tiebreaker. But at, at what point should we state our votes? Well, I think we'll <laughs> we'll give it a couple minutes to just kind of simmer discussion uh, it, and debate, right? Of course, you know, lean into the the hot tub of each one of these games and just kind of you know sit back and relax and really kind of yeah re- rethink and reevaluate our our thoughts and feelings about each of these games. Right on. Well, well, to summarize very briefly, Cogmind, of course, is a uh, modular robot building, very old school roguelike game. Uh, going around in a grid, playing in turn-based, uh, harsh, randomly generated combat situation. Luck being landlord is a, a, a pattern building, uh, very whimsical, and uh, really gets that serotonin flowing. Um, a, a, a not a gambling game per se. Well, I guess you're gambling with your life, but a uh, <laughs> a uh, uh, yeah, a, a, it's an anti-capitalist it rent uh, simulator, jackpot uh, simulator. Uh, what what is it? What are those even called? Uh, it's a slot machine. machine simulator. I haven't been to uh, Vegas in a while. Slot, slot machine. machine. Slot machine. There we are. Classic. The only good mm-hmm. kind of uh, slot machine, as far as I'm in the modern games associated with opening crates and things like that. Anyway, <laughs> they're very different games. Um, and it's tough to compare them. But here's something. A question I'd like to throw to the group. Uh. Luck Be a Landlord has a very clear theme in terms of the tone and the messaging, and it has to do with capitalism. Uh, I'm curious, what what is what is Cogmind's theme? What 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 is the what kind of metaphors and uh, analogies and social commentary can be gleaned from Cogmind? I think Cogmind's Cogmind's theme is being robots, uh, robots and being uh, tactically flexible. In that. Cogmind feels like very different compared to all the other traditional roguelike games that we've played in that instead of building up an inventory of things and you get so attached to your items, Cogmind is the one where it's like, oh, I should not get attached to my items for longer than like five minutes because they're just going to get blown off my body anyway. And that's a good thing because there's so many wacky parts and things. Uh-oh. And uh, that's why we also never get attached to uh, Scott's internet connection, yeah. uh, because it seems that he is frozen up, seized up a little bit. <laughs> uh, maybe he's role playing and oh. uh, doing this podcast uh, uh, turn by turn. Oh, oh, very good. Okay, Your our connection turn is, is over. unstable. Excellent. Uh... <laughs> it's the Omega Bowl. It's draining all the bandwidth. Exactly. Uh, I think the theme for Cogmind is flexibility. So being able to be build flexible, uh, being able to be strategy flexible, and un- and unironically has a very well-written plot to it, which you wouldn't expect at all from this type of game. Um, there's, there's a story reveal about the true identity of the player character that I thought was really well done, and I haven't really seen anything like it. 
I think that it's it Cogmind has a like a theme that is in, informed by the mechanics of the game more than it is uh, a theme imposed by the like like explicitly told to you. Uh, like the, the the flexibility theme is like you could play Cogmind and have no story, and that you kind of get that like it maybe it's more of a vibe than a theme. Um, just because it's like oh your stuff's getting blown off and you're like ramming things back onto you and you're oh no death hunter bots are coming after me like well throw away these tracks and put on some hover boosters and fly away and then like sneak into something and grab the things and yeah i don't know oh Uh, andrew i've got it i've got it i remember from our cogmind episode i think i had to uh i think i gave some uh, snippy comment about it uh its theme (laughs) is mecha gear solid (laughs) (laughs) wow okay there's a lot of stealth mechanics involved uh robots it's it's such a a well done and accessible version of a traditional roguelike which is like something that we don't see with uh some other games which are kind of proudly obtuse uh for that kind of specific style of rogue game uh a game that you can play entirely with your mouse like we kind of take it for granted with all the other ones on this list but traditional roguelikes are notorious for having like vim style mania of keyboard commands uh and i think that like it really shows with like how much uh, accessibility polish has gone into it so i know i know will is kind of dreading like oh they're everyone's gonna dogpile on cogmind it's gonna it's gonna chaos dunk on luck be a landlord i will say i have been playing a lot more luck be a landlord over the past couple weeks than cogmind and i think that like the more that I'm playing an understanding of Luck Be a Landlord, the more I'm appreciating like the um, subtlety of its game design mechanics that at first, yeah, it does look very cutesy, uh, but there's really a lot of deep synergy deck building going on that you wouldn't expect of just, oh, you pull the slot and it makes the things go. But there's so much happening strategy-wise under the hood that it kept bringing me back. And it doesn't help that Cogmine will probably never be playable on a Steam deck natively, uh, but it did help for Luck Be a Landlord to just be able to fire it up on the couch and play for five minutes at any given time. Yeah, I mean, Luck Be a Landlord is just straight fun. I mean, it's just, you you start it up, you don't know what the heck you're doing, and I'm envious of anyone out there who's never played this because you get the joy of learning how everything works and getting all those dopamine hits as you're like oh my goodness if i synergize these things ah that changes everything and then you get it again in the future and oh it's just such a wonderful uh development and i i i I wish i could play the game as if it was brand new again but uh unfortunately like i I try to go back to it now and it's just like yeah i already i have the perfect strategy essentially memorized and it's just not as fun um in the way that for some reason slay, slay the spire still is for me i have to use the term slay the spire at least once <laughs> apparently in every podcast and so there i got it out of the way well probably uh, for we this even one, brought it up in your, oh good point yeah we brought it up in your stead uh, last episode we oh, okay, we're good. sure to mention it I, I'm, I'm glad that that's at least ongoing here because obviously if slay the spire was in this it would win just automatically we wouldn't even need to have this at all but i, I will say for cogmind i think it's a great idea it just needs to have the, the biggest problem is just the isometric graphics is what it needed. It need to have in, into the breach style graphics would have made that game go from a I don't know what I give it like a, a three <laughs> to an eight immediately, <laughs> an eight or a nine. Like I just need like 
the the graphics are just so terrible. I can't appreciate what's going on at all with with just how terrible that looks. It's actually actively detracting from the game with how bad it is. All right. So in the spirit of yeah. a lot of other uh, games that we got to cover, right? Uh, do we all have right, anything yeah, yeah. any anything else that we want to to say about our matchup between Cogmind and Landlord before we head into voting here? What's the time per that we're supposed to get for each of these? Like, I just want to make sure we're cognizant. Uh, I think we're going to do at least. Minutes. Like, okay. yeah, 30 minutes well, to an hour for each one of these. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we're, we've, we're not doing so well so far. Okay, so I'll yeah, we're going to have to be choppier about this. Yeah, probably. I'll One last concluding remark from me. Uh, oh. I feel like Luckily a Landlord has grown on me in its remembering. Like, I looked back at my rating and I was surprised that I had it pretty middle of the road. Um, I think that it has aged well in my mind. It was a fun little game to play. This sounds and... like a eulogy, <laughs> but but it's nice of you to say. Yeah, I think my, my let's see, last ratings, I gave Luck Be Landor to seven, I think, the last time I rated it. Uh, I, th- I think I have to bump that up to a 7.5 at the very least. Because uh, I think the more that I come back to it, the more that I'm like, it's just, it's just a fun palate cleanser type of game. It's so different than like, than when I would pick up Cogmine to play around versus picking up Landlord to play around. Uh, and, but I enjoyed my time with it every uh, just about every time, except for when I have like what I thought was a good synergy going. And then, you know, you lose your rent by one gold at the end of it. But it was it wasn't meant to be if the synergy was not there. So that's capitalism for you. I vote Cogmind. Obviously, luck be a landlord. I think I unsurprisingly am in the Cogmind camp as it's my number one game on the list so far. <laughs> Ooh, this puts me in a, a tough spot. Uh, Let the audience I mean, decide. Come all, on, chaos, chaos. This is all for fun, right? This whole thing, it's not especially objective. We're not, you know, crowning the best game ever and all the other ones can go, you know, kick rocks. Listen in a good way to 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 venerate uh, this wonderful Judge. genre Judge. and everything. Judge. We got to throw it to the listeners. Judge. Judge. Yeah. Judge. Yeah. Okay, all, all right, right, we're going to do it. Uh, you're going you're gonna to hate me for saying this, but the listeners have decided... We have a we have a vote. The vote is locked in. The uh, the smoke coming out of the listener chimney is white, which means Cogmine. Huzzah! Bunch of degenerates. God damn it. You <laughs> listeners, you piss me off. What is wrong with you? Oh, my. Although All in right. the listener's defense, they did they did rate Luck Be a Landlord pretty well. But Cogmind, they rated higher. So Cogmind gets the listener vote. And what did, did, did they actually was it was it a binary decision or was it a, a rating sort of thing? Um, the the submissions were it was again kind of like I had to force people to uh, to put things on a one to five scale. Not that any of these games are a one out of five, but relative to the other games like, oh, you know, is the, what, what are your thoughts on this? And some people did fives across the board. Some people did ones across the board. Um, but yeah, like I computed out average ratings from those and I've just sorted them by the average rating. All the, the counts are pretty, pretty close to each other. So <clears throat> yeah. Give me names. I, who, who was the individual voter? No, I need to we don't have time down. for this. We have to keep going. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Maybe I can do a, lis- a listener shout out. Uh, Wait, K- you're actually going to give me some names? KN-7UR was one of our listeners who who wrote in. So Wait, how did they shout vote out. Uh, they, uh, am I, uh, this is a secret ballot. I don't know if I yeah. can give out. Uh, I have I the like, sheet. I feel like we he was a Cogmine person. Or he or she. So I'm, a, I mean, I'm after uh, you. Well, you know, that, they did. They did give. Sounds uh, like a, a roguelike, uh, you know, world generation seed. All right. Um, 
Yeah, what's play us uh, out? Play, play Luck the Landlord out for us, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, we got to give the door prize to yeah, Luck the so, Landlord. So, um, so uh, if if you are a fan of Luck the Landlord, some other games that you should check out that we haven't mentioned yet are, God, I don't know how to pronounce this one, uh, uh, Fugtang Simulator, F-H-T-A-G-N Simulator. It's supposed to be a very Luck the Landlord style game um dicey dungeons for better or worse like some like a lot of these games are so unique it's hard to recommend things that are remotely similar especially landlord but fung tang simulator uh dicey dungeons slice and dice and circadian dice uh can help round out some of your probabilistic uh dice and or deck building uh mania um but will as the person who who rated landlord uh the highest what would be your your door prize to escort them out of the building Oh, I, 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 I don't know. A door prize. I don't know what the example of this would be in the context of what we're doing here. I think it might Most be likely uh... to think about like the the prizes uh, the the thing in a high school yearbook game. Most likely to succeed. Game most likely to uh, kill a billionaire growing up. Oh, um, most fun per developer hour developing. Ooh, that's, oh, that's like, a very I mean, good. It's a, it's it's a bare bones, ratio. but the design is metric. brilliant. Also, it has an item called Pizza the Cat. <laughs> absolutely okay All right so matchup two streets of rogue first invisible ink this oh. one was tough for me to come back to because i had this idea of like you know when i when we first covered invisible ink i was kind of excited but it felt like it was just kind of dragging me down somehow like it was using it was requiring me a lot more energy to play it than i was getting out of it for some thinking's hard right it is uh, uh, <laughs> spin the spin the slot machines look a pretty color. Uh, <laughs> and an, again, another kind of very very opposite day uh, grouping we have here. Streets of Rogue. Uh, we had, I think, accidentally beat the game on our first try with a party full of apes uh, running around bashing stuff. Yeah, uh, that was good. And just complete chaos the whole time. I remember us like having to dodge missiles raining from the sky, and like I didn't have any idea what was happening. I was just run to the exit. We had one like hit point left, and we we passed that mission, damn it! And we elected the ape mayor at the end of the game, uh, which was delightful. But I don't know. I feel like Invisible Ink. I feel is is like my brain says that's the better game, but my heart says Streets of Rogue is more fun. Um, I don't know. I'll have to toss it to the peanut gallery here for for their thoughts. I'm actually having kind of a similar reaction to it. Um, I think that Invisible Ink has been hurt by comparison to better game. Like it's it's part of the squad management category, and it is the last of the four games from that category to make it in. And it's like, oh yeah, Invisible Ink is a really good game, but look at these other games that are better than it. And it's like, oh, well, and then you look at Streets of Rogue and it's it's just a completely, there aren't other games that we've played that are really like it. It's mm-hmm. its own unique thing. And it was just a wild time running around, getting like hit by weird goo and turning into giants. And just like, it was a, a truly weird and fun game to play. Well, Andrew, both these games uh, have yeah. pretty decent tutorials, which we talk about a lot. And they're both uh, pretty, pretty solid, pretty decent. Uh, I gotta say, uh, Streets of Rogue. I mean, Streets of Rogue is like 100% more my game. Like, I was, I didn't even make it through the first proper mission of Invisible Ink. Like, I, it was, it was becoming like painful for me to continue. Uh, it kind of, I, I realized it was just the first mission, but it felt a lot like I was playing, I don't know, some kind of weird browser-based 
like really janky game where it just kind of felt like I, I had to click on the right buttons in the right order. And uh, you know what? This is this this, <clears throat> this examination that I'm doing is totally off the cuff and I barely got into the game. Hardly know. Uh, but Streets of Rogue is 100% more my style and uh, it, it definitely spoke to me right out of the gate. Uh, and it has better music. So I, I think objectively <laughs> we can say it has better music. Therefore, it's the better game. Streets of Rogue, of course. You failed me for the last time. Actually, no, you actually we succeeded last time. So uh, I won't hold it too much against you here. I think these these games are a little bit closer than the last one where, luck be, excuse me, luck be a landlord is clearly much, much better than Cogmine. But here it's a little closer. Uh, Invisible Ink, though, still much, a much better game overall, in my opinion. Um, these these uh, streets of these these chaos sort of like run around, shoot things sort of. I, I don't know. It's not a. Uh, I like I like your sit and think and your your uh, beard scratching games as I think you called it before. Um, these are my um, preferred style, so it's got to be invisible. It's not a great game, but it's a, it's a good game. All right, well I, I think it seems like a that's oh, a bit of a toss up. What do we, we got to go come back to you, Scott? Um, yeah, I think maybe I'll kick off voting with I'll say this like for how much fun I had in Streets of Rogue, there hasn't really been much of a drive for me to come back to it. I feel like because we accidentally beat it so fast, I feel like we kind of saw everything that there was to see. Um, so, like, I have this, like, thing in the back of my mind of, like, oh, like, I, it's like a, a challenge to try to go back and beat Invisible Ink, but every time I go back to try to play it, it's like, I don't know, it feels so, so slow and... Um, it's it's like a, a different version of XCOM, but I don't know if it's a better version of XCOM. And oh, the thing that I wanted to throw to the group was like a big thing about Invisible Ink is like, you know, you build up your your characters over time as as you play and they you know get more and more powerful. But and if you lose one, it feels really bad, right? In XCOM? XCOM or Invisible Ink here. There's not multiple characters in Invisible though. Wait, well, am I you're managing like three or four different characters at a time, right? Well, or no, you did. Will you specifically did a solo murder hobo playthrough, right? Oh, you know what? I think I'm mixing up invisible with a different. You're thinking of fights <laughs> in tight spaces. I'm thinking of fights in tight spaces, exactly. Oh, but I still stand by what I said. Actually, they're basically those those two games. I'm pretty sure I rated them exactly the same. Not but similar, uh... a decent comparison. <laughs> that's, that's a little embarrassing here. Um, they both. I mean, there's you know had an agent invisible. You know, it's easy to mix up. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put my vote behind Streets of Rogue, even Whoa. though I think that I think Invisible Ink is the better game. I think Streets of Rogue is the more fun game for me, anyway. The rest of us are already. It's closer than I thought. I'm actually going to I'm going to go with Invisible Ink. Um, oh my word. Like it's closer than I thought. Uh, and, you know, putting them head to head. I'm like, oh, you know, Trips of Rogue was very fun. But like I didn't I, I, kind of the same with Scott. Like, I did not go back and play it. I have never played it solo. I did not feel compelled to go play it solo uh, versus I beat Invisible Ink. And it is I mean, it's the the last of four of the squad management games, but it's still of a genre that I enjoy more. My beard is scratched when I play it. <laughs> well, Streets of Rogue uh, reminded me oh so much of uh, that, that the old um, 16-bit era Shadowrun game, like the old Grand Theft Auto games, like the old PC Syndicate games. I, I'm very excited to actually sink some proper hours into that game. I will vote for Streets of Rogue, which I think means that, ooh, the listeners <laughs> uh, influence got a deal. 
All right, so we have we another uh, another tiebreaker. So, Will, you're officially in for invisible then, right? Not for tight fights in tight spaces. <laughs> That's correct. They, they were. I looked at my ratings. They were like within 0.5 of each other. They're basically okay. They're very similar. I would play either one of the. Well, I mean, they're not not now, but I, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, the the listeners have spoken once again, and Invisible Ink is our winner from this category. Oh, uh, you've redeemed yourself. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, audience. <laughs> Yes, I think it's Actually, the correct call. And that leads us into our, our next uh, matchup here uh, between two games that, again, totally different ends of the spectrum. One, arguably not even on the spectrum, uh, where anytime that I was posting uh, the link to, to this, um, uh, to the listener request forum, uh, they would always say, why is RimWorld on this? Why is <laughs> RimWorld on this list? Are they mad? <laughs> Well, I think ah. uh, part of the answer is that well, during our RimWorld episode, we were we were kind of talking about like, well, if Dwarf Fortress gets a pass for being somewhat of a roguey colony management sim, then surely RimWorld would have to be part of the conversation, right? Right? It's not something you see very often with people lumping RimWorld into this genre specifically because it's very much its own thing, um, but it does have that kind of roguey style of randomness things are different every time uh grid based i guess if you want to get that pedantic mm-hmm. um and and yeah so i think it it ticks most of the boxes to be included in the conversation at the very least compared well some of with, them anyways well yeah i mean you know the, <laughs> no one's holding the gun enough here. boxes yeah uh versus hand of fate 2 which was the the bigger bolder more feature filled uh little brother to uh, to its predecessor, um, which couldn't be any more different with deck building, Batman Arkham style combat sequences, annoying narrators, weird mini games, uh, and all sorts of wacky quests involved in, in I guess, a semi-open world environment. Um, Andrew, did you have much time to to look into Hand of Fate 2? Oh, I played it super briefly. Uh, this is where I've, I have to reveal <laughs> I'm well embedded in the show and <laughs> good luck getting rid of me. Um, <laughs> I, you know, deck building is not really um, my favorite thing to do. Um, but it was it was neat that there was, uh, you know, this fighting system. Uh, you know, I think the, the, the what's, what's interesting about this matchup is that you have one game, which is, uh, you know, very sort of organic and, and simulationist um and it's sort of you know these different components are made and 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 plugged in um and away they go uh and the, the designers sort of release the stuff they've made into the wild and 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 it just goes whereas hand of fate is more fine-tuned and everything is very like sort of designed and you've got this you know these fully 3d modeled uh fighting characters and everything so it's i guess what i'm getting at is that i think that RimWorld is more in the spirit of roguelike games than hand of fate and uh so i will be voting rimworld um but uh the teeny tiny bit i played of hand of fate uh was pretty intriguing i i get i get why it's so beloved um that and also dahlia likes it so it must be there must be something to do it if she likes it do i even have to say anything here i mean i I guess if yeah for the audience who didn't tune in earlier i'm a big rimworld uh fanboy i think it's the best game that we've played out of all the games that we have played and i that's why i specifically requested given my choice to play a game again 
that we do this one because I, I don't even I feel like Slay the Spire is so it's holy I can't even like bring it down into this podcast. Um, so <laughs> the Rim World it's it's on the upper echelons, but we can still play it, you know. And so I had a really great time coming back to the DLC in particular, and it uh, I just uh, it's it has to win it has to win here it has to win. who votes for Rim yeah. World. I'm also going to vote for RimWorld. There we go. Uh, I I have it artificially lower in my rankings than I feel in real life because I don't feel like it is. If you're trying to play it as a roguelike game, I don't think it's quite as good as it if you're trying to just play it as a holistic game. But I think that especially the early parts of the game um, do have a little bit of a, do have that roguelike vibe. Like, especially if you play it the way that I do, which has way, way more randomness than Will does. Like, I'll often just, you know, start off with whatever random people that they give you and just like, oh, see it, see what happens. Um, so, like, there is more randomness involved in it. Um, and Hand of Fate, like, I, I, I was looking back, I gave it a pretty good score, but like, I don't feel like it was particularly memorable to me. Um, I don't. Like the combat stuff was fine, but if you wanted to have like third person combat, like there are many games that do that very well uh, that aren't, it is not shoehorned into uh, a, a, a weird deck building card game as well. So both good games. I think Grimworld's better though. Uh, I think this this might be our first clean sweep of the night. Whoa. Uh, I think well, I'm also going to do Rimworld as well because. I, I went in with this thinking like there's no way Rimworld's gonna advance out of this bottom bracket. There's no way because it's not a roguelike, right? <laughs> so I went back and, and played some Hand of Fate too, because I'm like, you know, I, I had some good time with it. And yeah, that that narrator just doesn't shut up in this <laughs> one, does he? Like uh I had been playing again Steam Deck on the couch while the TV's going, so it's basically on mute and you can't really hear him. Uh not a problem there. Played it on the computer, he's just like I'm trying to read the text of this quest line. He's like, so by the way, I'm the narrator and I'm the dealer. You should choose wisely. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, and then I failed a bunch of uh, stupid mini games in a row. I'm like, you know, RimWorld doesn't have stupid luck-based mini games, does it? I mean, As- not intrinsically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, negative events, but it's all balanced by like an unseen score. And uh, and uh, it's 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 a very elegant system, actually. But we don't have time to talk about that. Also, I'll say to the the folks who are who are you know uh, giving the the side eye to RimWorld as a roguelike game, like just just play it, you know, with just ignore saves. It's like it's like the option for no saves, and play as the rich, you know, solo explorer. And boom, there there you go, In- instant uh, roguefication, <laughs> permadeath. All right, uh, so four votes for RimWorld. Sorry, Hand of Fate. Sorry, Dahlia. And our... Uh, oh, and so importantly... What's the door the, prize? Uh, the listener vote was also from RimWorld, so it is, in fact, a, a wide, Ooh. clean sweep. So boom, boom, even, boom. even the Good listeners go. wrote in to, to rate RimWorld actually pretty high overall. So, um, but yeah, so uh, our door prize from RimWorld, I mean, uh, similar games. First off, we we talked about Dwarf Fortress. I think that's the most natural. Well, wait, no, we need, a di- we need door prize for Hand of Fate. Oh, that's Rim right. RimWorld's going right on. What am I doing? What am I most doing? Most likely uh, to need a cough drop for uh, wrecking your vocal cords because the narrator's blabbing all day. Uh, I don't know. Most likely uh, to need uh, <laughs> throat surgery. because Most likely to need at least one extra hand. 
Most likely to get slapped by me, yeah, as, as the <laughs> a person on the other side of the table getting narrated that. Uh, similar games to Hand of Fate with uh, deck building plus uh, some other weird thing going on. Uh, Loop Hero, I think, has has an element of that where, yeah, there's deck building going on and there's all lots of like other weird stuff. We uh, potential stay tuned. One Step from Eden is a Mega Man Battle Network style deck builder. Uh, mm. Just pretty frantic. Uh, right up Will's alley is a game called Tainted Grail Conquest, a dark fantasy uh, I guess uh, English Isles uh, pagan ritual demonic deck builder uh, and of course uh, Inscription I think is mm. probably yeah the most that's... apt comparison. Except Inscription is a great game and you should go play it and not look up <laughs> anything about it before you play it. Oh yeah, Particularly absolutely. with its narrator and Batman style a combat sequence. Does that, <laughs> wait, does that one count as a, as a rogue? Can we do that one again? Oh, I don't think God. it's a roguelike. Really, yeah, no, you're right. Like, you're right it right, is right. a we, really we can, we can... good game. Yeah, it's really very, very good. Well, I think Inscription is more roguey than RimWorld. But anyway, we'll get to that when we eventually do our Inscription episode and everyone course, complains about it. Oh, which, uh, real quick, uh, the, the door prize for uh, Streets of Rogue, uh, maybe the Monkey Presidential Medal of Freedom. Oh, I, and maybe I also have... a literal door <laughs> <laughs> that you can punch through. I wrote down most most ape tastic for that. Oh, game. all right, because we did have a, an entire party of apes who got elected mayor. So incredible. Um, that does feel that does feel right. Oh, and Streets of Rogue. Uh, yeah, similar games for that one. Um, we haven't talked. Well, I guess like the one that immediately comes to mind is Don't Starve in terms of its like isometric sandboxy. It's more survival based, but it's kind of the thing that maybe looks closest. Uh, other games that we haven't really touched on much, but uh, Rampage Knights is a it's a beat 'em up. Um, Heroes of Hammerwatch is a very much a open world co op game, uh, and Ember Knights a uh, a game that's kind of similar in a hack and slash sort of vibe. So be sure to check those ones out. Um, but that'll bring us to our final uh, wild card grouping here, uh, making Andrew's favorite children. A fight to the to the death Ugh, uh, yeah, for a winner. It's rough between uh, our number six seated the last spell and our number seven seated enter the gungeon. Golly, what a what a what a horrible position I've been put in. But uh, I understand as the newest host, I I gotta you know be put through my paces, put to the test, and uh, if handed uh you know a if if handed a lever action rifle and I, I got a you know old yeller one of these games, I mean, of course it's gonna be the last spell. <laughs> uh emptying that magazine into into that guy. Sorry, end of the gungeon is the best game around, folks. Come on. We're talking quality, we're talking quantity, we're talking replayability, we're talking ooh, lovely aesthetic, pulse-pounding gameplay. Uh, to be fun. Oh, it's even it's even enjoyable to watch. Oh, it's too tough for you. Just kick back and watch a stream and ooh, have a good time and let <laughs> the secrets of the gungeon unfold. Uh, that being said, I uh, finished la the last spell um, with just under a hundred hours and oh golly, that game is hard. Hundred. Hundred. Yeah, it took me a very long time, and yeah. I had to take advantage of one of the accessibility options. There's like a feature where you can enable as many omens as you want, and mm. I'm like, "Yo, I'm enjoying this game, but the big problem that we discussed during the episode of the last spell was that, uh, you know, it's a very long game. It takes a long time, and I was 
you know, beating my head against the wall and losing after 10 hours over and over again. And finally, I'm like, I got to I got to utility options. I want to get to. And as someone who's finished the game, I can tell you, I think eh, yeah, you all were probably right about the story. Uh, it's uh, ooh, it's it's not it's not the best. I found it very intriguing and it's a neat setup, but like the actual execution is rough and the ending is like kind of it's, uh, it's it ain't it ain't there. But um, can't wait for the deals. I vote I for Gungeon. About- I think a hundred hours is how long it took me to beat the first town. Whoa. Yeah. It's, it ain't, it ain't uh, the game doesn't uh, mess around. <laughs> I will say this though. It looks great. Uh, the <clears throat> last spell, like banging metal soundtrack. Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe the best soundtrack of, of these wild card games, maybe of the whole tournament it's, question mark. It's trailer soundtrack is the best song. Any individual song of any of the games that, it's pretty great. Probably. Um, yeah. the, I think that like the individual decision-making that you make for a round of last spell is also very interesting. Uh, very tower defense-y. Um, I think if the one thing that I wish it could do better is randomized map layouts. Like, oh, if, yeah. yeah. If you lose and then, oh, okay, like that's fine. I'll just restart this town again. If it wasn't the same exact layout as last time, I can kind of get why they would use the same layout. And maybe like your, your evolved strategy, like, okay, now I, I've unlocked like these stone walls and things that influences my play style and like where to put barricades and stuff. Maybe that's like an element of map randomization, but I wish that like, you know, and like where the bosses spawn and those kinds of things kind of force it a little, but a little more map randomization. And if the individual like town rounds were like half as long, I think I would like it twice as much. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think yeah. randomization is definitely kind of the, the game's biggest weakness because if each one of those 10 hour lost matches you know was more varied i think that would would help a lot also i think that that you should be able to replay the same town Mm. i think it should be like each town should be like truly its own unique town Mm. with like and you don't you're like oh you have to beat four towns before you get to the last boss like there should be you should get pulled from a pool of eight towns or something you're like oh i didn't get to play the water town yeah, and I was kind of, you know, being a little jokey earlier. I really <laughs> like the last spell. I, I yeah. think it's a really outstanding game, to be clear. Last spell is uh, good. Gungeon is gooder, though, I think. Basically, now, every, will, every I would like pleasure. I would like to lodge a procedural uh oh. or, or throw a flag, which is uh <laughs> throw, a, throw a flag on my earlier rating. I, I honestly think that Enter the Gungeon should be ahead of Binding of Isaac, which is the 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 division winner. You've got it got the buy. I don't think, like, we're not going to be able to compare them as directly, so I'm just going to do it now, uh, because I'm voting for Last Spell. I think, uh, like, Enter the Gungeon was not my favorite game, and I really like Last Spell. Um, But I think Enter the Gungeon is a better game than Binding of Isaac. And I have it, I have Binding of Isaac above it in my rankings, but I think that's because we played it very early, and before my tastes had been quite as honed. Um, Like, I think that... uh, Enter the Gungeon is the best in class of the twist twin stick shooters. Uh, I think it's better than Binding of Isaac. Uh, well, and I'm going to throw un- that out there. Unlike Brave. Colin, my my taste has always been honed, and so <laughs> I don't have to I don't have to flip on these things. I don't have to reconsider. I know I know intrinsically it's just immediate. It's apparent to me. It's a it's a gift. You know, some of us have it, some don't. In this case, um, yeah, it is going to have to be the last spell uh, between these two here. Uh, Enter the Gungeon. I, I know there's a lot of uh, I get it. I get it. It, it. It's if you like that kind of game, it could work for you. But um, no, I, I like your your beard scratchers. The beard scratchers 
are always going to have a huge advantage over the f- action-packed, fast-paced games. Not to say that there isn't a place for them. Vampire Survivor is one of the greatest games of all time. But like in this particular case, Last Spell is going to take it for me. It's not a great game. More, Again, just another good game. Last Spell has a great beard game. That's for sure. Right. This is true. <laughs> that It cannot be argued. Uh, many beards. A lot of customizable beard. Also. True, true. true. Right. Yeah, I think... But what did the, what yeah, did our listeners? Well, yeah, know? so yeah, we're, we're, we're at another know. split decision. I'll say real quick. I think Binding of Isaac is easier to get into, and Enter the Gungeon is better in like the long term end game. Are you crazy? Uh, oh, but, okay. But that's anyway, a, anyway, don't even open uh, that can of words. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh my god, that's the wrong decision. Uh, but yeah, so the listener vote for this round, drum roll, please, is Enter the Gungeon. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not surprised the, by that. Degenerates. People like that game, people like the that game a lot. Generates. The cold can't be stopped. <laughs> All right. Well, so that's going to that's gonna wind up our wild card. I'm, not, I'm surprised. I got to tell you. The, the, door, the door prize for uh, the last oh, spell right. is, of course, one more spell. So the second to last spell. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. Good one. Uh, and some similar games to the last spell. Again, this one was really hard because, like, it's such a unique type of game that you don't see too many rogue-style tower defense games like yeah. this. Um, the closest ones I could find were uh, were Dome Keeper, uh, kind of a similar vibe between doing stuff and then fighting enemies in a, in a wavy way. Um, Wall World, I have not played, but it looks like kind of like Dome Keeper, but tilted 90 degrees. So possibly Steam wants um, me to play that game a lot. <laughs> you know, it's five bucks. It looks great. Uh, question mark by this one, because I don't know if this is actually true, but maybe Battle Brothers question mark. Well, you've played a lot of Battle Brothers, right? I did. Yeah. Any any similarities to Last Spell possibly? Uh, there's a lot more of dudes that you go through and there's not like a, a like a, a town that you're defending. It, it, there's um there's some ta- the tactical gameplay is somewhat similar but um i think that i would put them yeah they're adjacent i guess yeah they're not they're not exactly the same right and then uh my last one here that i, I just had it okay yeah the last one here is a game called rise to ruins which has i guess an unlimited demo to it question mark uh oh, yeah, maybe some, something to sink or sink your teeth into over the uh over the holiday break that's yeah, more of a uh, colony management style game but on a larger scale yeah all right, we're into our divisional round. It's getting serious now. We we have our games that have passed through the bye week and are ready to face their wild card winners. Up first, our number one game that we've reviewed so far, aggregated across the podcast, FTL Faster Than Light versus Invisible Ink. That was a better game. <laughs> I was about to say this one's got to be pretty pretty David and Goliath, right? I don't I don't yeah. see much of how invisible could go up against against a titan like ftl right well will didn't like ftl that much so yeah i got ftl I see him FTL's at his... 7.5 invisible ink is at eight hmm. oh wow so um but i must say so that was my experiencing self my remembering self before looking at these scores oh i said oh yeah obviously ftl so there's something there's a bit of a dissonance there between the two so in, in, in hindsight ftl is more fun as maybe the the premise of it is more fun because I do recall with Invisible, there being a lot of like uh, things I did not like in particular about it. Um, whereas FTL had sort of a novelty and a, a zest that was unique. Um, but well, the fact that the you actual gameplay, Invisible Ink, and you weren't sure which game it was, I think speaks <laughs> volume over 
that over the the, the quality of its you is quite fair not necessarily the game itself but like ftl is is a is a, a unique uh experience there yeah. aren't a lot of games that replicate that experience i actually had the wiki up and i, I remember being very into that game in a very particular way, which I, whenever a game makes me get the wiki out, it's doing things that it needs to do for me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ha- I think I am gonna go, or, or I'll hold my vote, I guess, but no, it's pretty on. obvious. Oh, it's gonna be FTL. Like, I guess we have time here to think about, but FTL. I have to go faster. Than yeah. Um, I wound up, uh, I remember in our FTL episode, which was ages and ages ago, uh, talking about the multiverse mod for it, which is a fan mod. That's just an EXE they download off the internet in a very shady back alley. Uh, but it it is, for all intents and purposes, an FTL 2 with the amount of content and wackiness that's involved. Um, I've been having a lot of fun time with it. Uh, unfortunately, it is not natively uh, supported on the Steam Deck, so I had to like install it on my Windows machine and then stream it over Wi-Fi to the Steam Deck on my couch in the other room. It works better than, the, than you think it would, but... Nice. Um, but yeah, it has like all sorts of new uh, alien races, new quests, different like uh, node layouts of the map. The backgrounds for the star systems look much better. Uh, but I think you can, you, I mean, you can tell it's a fan mod, but it's a pretty well done one at that. Uh, and I think that's been helping me to rekindle my my interest in FTO. I think the base game itself is good, but... I think that that multiverse mod helps to really breathe a lot of fresh new life into it. So if you haven't had the opportunity, I will shill for the uh, FTL multiverse mod for uh, for folks to go check out. And obviously my vote is going to be for FTL. Indeed, indeed. Well, it's yeah, it's a tough uh, matchup here for Invisible Ink. I mean, it's certainly a polished game, but it's going up against like, dare I say it, like one of the progenitor games like of the modern rogue light like scape and like FTL is like it's 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 classic. It's a classic. Um, but anyway, yeah, I vote for FTL. <laughs> Unanimous? Is it? I forget what Colin voted for. Oh, uh, yeah, no, he FTL was FTL for sure. Yeah, FTL so is still my number one if, game. Yeah. If it's the audience pick, then we'll have two unanimous picks going up against each other in the next one. Wow! Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. What was the fan vote between the, uh, Invisible <laughs> uh, FTL? Just edged out. Invisible Ink, according to the listeners Whoa, uh, voting. So it, it was I, a, a, a tight race between the two. But yeah, FTL does make it a queen, a clean sweep to uh, to the semifinal. Uh, Invisible Ink. Yeah, like it's a perfectly cromulent game. Um, but yeah, I think like maybe maybe it's shown its age a little bit. Uh, I haven't really had any uh interest to check out the dlc because i'm just like oh well maybe i'll try to beat the game first but uh, um anyway uh what's our what's our door prize for invisible ink on its way out uh, most cromulent <laughs> excellent uh An empty similar bag most static ending <laughs> <laughs> an empty bag that might there might be something in there but it's mm. invisible mm, i get it a clear, a clear plastic bag uh you'd see us name some uh some similar games to Invisible Ink again a really tough one because it's like like baby XCOM type games but not really like grid based uh unit management type things uh 
Steam World Heist is a game with robots. That's a kind of a side-scrolling 2D one. It's not really explicitly labeled as a rogue type game, but it gets oftenly compared with its game mechanics enough that I'll lump it in here. Um, Wilder Myth, which is like a a pop-up book styled whimsical. It's like what if D and D was in like a happy pop-up book universe? Uh, seems like it fits the theme here. I'll, I'll let the listeners write in and voice their egregious opinions as to why not. Um, published by uh, the developers of The Last Spell is a game that almost no one's have heard of called Spirited Thief, which is you, a thief, and uh, working in tandem with a spirit to go in on a fun heist. Uh, and then lastly, a renowned explorer's international society is another kind of whimsicky, whimsical a uh, cartoony looking squad management type game uh maybe not quite as intense or bloody as invisible ink but uh maybe be worth checking out our next division uh matchup here is going to be it's going to be a clash of the titans here binding of isaac our fifth seeded winner uh or uh, yeah winner of our twin stick shooter category versus the up and coming challenger third seeded rimworld I spoke too soon. I didn't realize. I, I, I looked at this and I assumed it was already a closed deal looking <laughs> at these two because it's going to be RimWorld. Um, but, you know, um, yeah, uh, some debate, I guess. There's no debate. I don't, I don't know why. why I mean, I, I feel like RimWorld cannot advance because it is <laughs> not remotely as roguey in the genre as Binding of Isaac is. Like Binding of Isaac and FTL are like two of like may- maybe three major pillars with Spelunky that like prop up what the genre is. And if RimWorld were to come in like a wrecking ball and just go blam with bind- knocking Binding of Isaac out, like <laughs> I would feel like, oh my God, what what have we done? We've unleashed the chaos. <laughs> hey, you guys, you you let, we, we all allowed it. And because it was allowed, <laughs> it must, it, it cannot be uh, uh, disallowed to, to from the voting process here. RimWorld cannot be denied. It will not cannot be denied. Be denied. Um, there is no rule saying that a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> Therefore, RimWorld must advance. Ooh. I, we're going to have to get Andrew's Andrew's opinion. Uh, yeah, I, it's, you know, this is a, an interesting question. Is at the end of the day a rogue like podcast <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's actually false that was like the you know that's that was the name but what, what's in a name that's, really that's just true. a branding a element i you know i don't know it's 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 tough to say i guess uh you know what, what which one am i more likely to play you know probably binding of uh i i guess i vote for binding of isaac i suppose but Perfect. i mean that's fine everyone's we're all friends here. Everybody, everybody likes no, that. No, no, you have just put yourself into the degenerate category. Unfortunately, degenerate there's zone. a vast rift between <laughs> us and you now. I'm going to vote for RimWorld. Oh no! Thank you. Because Sanity. because I know that it'll lose to FTL in the next round, so I'm not as concerned. Oh, <laughs> let's let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Uh, uh, I I feel I feel guilty about it. Also, I'm assuming it'll be a tie, and hopefully the uh, the 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 listeners oh, leave will it vote up. for Binding of Isaac, and then I won't feel bad about advancing RimWorld. Don't leave it up to them, Colin. Don't leave it up to the masses. Well, I'm voting for RimWorld, so uh, okay. uh, yeah. you should be talking to Scott. Well, Colin, uh, if we're if we're gonna leave it up to the listeners, no, we're not actually, because you're gonna vote as you should here. Step uh, in line. No, I'm I'm going with Binding of Isaac. Uh, I put I like, and I say this as someone who's like kind of like basically done with Isaac because I accidentally beat it. I beat through uh, Mega Satan once with like all of my roles lining up. I'm like, 
I'm never going to get that lucky ever again. Don't care to try. Uh, and I went through and I, I I beat like the standard ending. And I was like, yeah, that's that's perfectly good of an, of an experience. I If I was stranded on a desert island, I would much rather play RimWorld because I think it, for me, it has a lot more interesting stuff to experience for the first time. It probably has much longer legs to it, but it would feel sacrilegious to to vote against like, and, you know, maybe Isaac really hasn't, like, aged particularly well against other games that have come out recently. But in terms of, like, something that's easy to pick up and play and just go for a, a rogue-style run with, for me, it's got to be Binding of Isaac. So that's going to kick yeah. it over to the to the listeners, to tiebreak through Will's... God. Listeners, screw me again. <laughs> I'm going to be real upset here. Uh, Well, lucky for you, Will, because the listeners have bailed oh. you out. With uh, putting RimWorld above <laughs> wow. Binding of Isaac. The problem I'm, is it's just a really good game. It's not it's necessarily a, a good, good roguelike, game. but it is a good game. Thank it's you, it's kind of cheating. It's it's like, a, I don't know, I, I'm try, struggling to think of a good football metaphor here. Uh, what was it? What, Tom Brady inflated the balls or deflated them or did something? Deflate I feel game like it was a thing. Deflate yeah. game. I don't. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I feel like RimWorld is like it's, it's juicing the ball somehow to get through. Um, <laughs> but it will get caught before the Super Bowl, so don't worry. That's true. Excuse um, me. Omega Bowl. Oh my. Yeah. Copyright. Copyright. Patent pinning. Uh, okay. So our next divisional matchup here is. Oh, this one's gonna be tough for me. Uh, oh, but real quick. Uh, Dead Cat Door oh, Prize. Right. For Binding of Isaac. It's, <laughs> that's that's it. The door, the door prize was what? Dead cat? It's just a dead cat. Yeah. Great. Poor guppy. Uh, yeah, similar similar games for Binding of Isaac. I had to split this kind of up because I think the most obvious similar game to Binding of Isaac is uh, Enter the Gungeon. But I also have similar recommendations for that as when we get to that eventually. But Binding of Isaac, similar games for that are uh, formerly titled Monolith, now titled Star of Providence. Uh, very much in your vein of room-styled twin-stick shooters. Amazing game. For sure, stay tuned. Uh, Voidigo, which I was hampering on in our Axolotl uh, episode. Very, uh, just This is an example of like breathing new life into this kind of genre. It's absolutely insane and have to check it out. Uh, synthetic, with a K. Uh, if you want 80s-style uh, robots and uh, obtuse reloading mechanics, uh you got your jam there uh and then i'm gonna lump patch quest in here because i feel like it hits the same vibe of room based twin stick stuff it's very much it very much looks like a a WiiWare type bullshit game with all of its colorful cutesiness uh not even it's like the exact opposite aesthetic to binding of isaac but it plays very nicely uh it did not play so nicely when will and i tried to do a steam uh um like remote play together thing but as you can tell the internet here probably wouldn't have uh stabilized it anyway so uh those are those are some homework assignments to go and check out other than uh for the gundam uh, shortly but first we have to jump into our next divisional matchup between dead cells and cogmine i was shocked that after our dead cells episode it ranked up so highly so highly in fact that it almost mathematically tied with ftl it was well, just just barely ever so slightly lower but i was kind of impressed at how how highly that those were present uh ranked <laughs> the game uh and i have to say like since since we did our dead cells episode i downloaded uh the dlc super fun well worth it 
very much loving the the aspect of all the new arenas and biomes and boss fights and all those things and i think it it helps to it gives me a lot more to play with than what i was originally playing with which was already a lot and uh yeah like i i have been trying very hard to get through some of those dlc places real tough but it definitely has that pull of oh okay i lost that one i have time for one more before i have to make dinner right yeah i'm gonna say like cogmind will always have a more special place in my heart like i'll look back at cogmind more fondly than i will about dead Cells. like i'll remember my time playing it more. but i think dead cells was just more fun to play like dead cells was uh like i mean i'll, I'll pull from will Cogmind wins in the remembering self, but Dead Cells wins in the experiencing self. Like playing Dead Cells was a joy, and playing Cogmind is is also fun. But like it's it, it's fun in a way of like, oh, I remember this cool run thing that I did. Versus Dead Cells is like, yeah. And then like the second I lose that run, I'm like, I forgot what I even had. Like <laughs> I am a Dead Cell remembering nothing, but that it was fun. So Dead Cells is gonna take it for me. I played Cog. I actually did play Dead Cells um, for a little bit, and. Um... Yeah, I, Congratulations. Uh, I, I, uh, as soon as I realized that this is one of those unfun games that, that, uh, that otherwise known as the platformer genre, um, the entire genre, like Terraria, the only exception, I think, because it only kind of it fits into that category, but like just a severely unfun platformer. Uh, I, I just can't I can't get into these games. Cogmine is going to have to clearly get my vote here it, it, as low as it rates. It's better than the. <laughs> terrible i i just it's so hard to get into one of these 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 terrible games like like uh, dead cell uh, yeah it, folks. uh dead cells has prettier art what do we think about that <laughs> i agree i know i agree i agree with that <laughs> despite that however despite that no actually i was quite impressed with cogmine's visual presentation like listening to y'all's episode um made it sound like oh gosh this is gonna be like one of those real jank fests or just really simple. I was I was liter- literally expecting uh, ASCII graphics, which I mean the way the items are, but anyway. But like I thought that they they did some interesting stuff with like the animations, how things are presented, and the map is revealed, and things and, and whatnot. But anyway, I, I, again, this is my vote is uh, super extra subjective and biased, and because um, uh, just based on what I know about the games, which is. I played Cogmine for 45 minutes and thought, well, that was pretty enjoyable. I might play some more. And then Dead Cells I've played a lot of and I've enjoyed a ton. Um, yeah, I mean, I think my official vote is maybe also going to go Dead Cells to deadlock it. Uh, Wrong. Tied That's here. I deadlock. love how no, much no, it's not deadlocking it. input it's we're getting. The, 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 I vote Dead Cells. And you vote Dead Cells. Omnipotent masses coming to our rescue. And I say I say Dead Cells with with a heavy heart because I feel like even Cogmind is number one on my list, but like point one rated higher than Dead Cells, which what does that even really mean, really? I think if I was stranded on a desert island, I would play Cogmind instead of Dead Cells. But like I don't know, like I'm looking around my desk here for a coin to flip. Like it's it's really that close between the two. Like there's completely polar opposite game. Well then but... let the let, the, let the, the audience decide then. I mean, really. <laughs> Uh, they've proven themselves to be not be degenerates um so i mean and depending on the the actual vote but like you know maybe they're good here we'll see should i change my vote and have think of the drama think of the drama this is a podcast you have to have drama yeah i guess that's true we gotta go okay i'm gonna i'm changing my vote this is how close it is really i'll look at that i'm changing my vote from dead cells to cogmine 
I'm I'm gonna go back to my number one game uh, on my well, list. You already, you already know the outcome though. That's the sad thing. I know that's and the I, problem I, because I you know, already have read who's gonna. Oh wow! I know so what we, I want. Oh. I know what the community vote is. So I'm kind of biased you, you, you with. You have my it both ways, don't you? you? You. I do. Yeah, I am. You can vote for Cogmine knowing that Dead Cells will win. Yes. Uh, well, so if if we throw it up to the community here, do we? I don't know. Do <laughs> we, like, Colin, where's your challenge coin? Do you have it? Oh my! It, it's somewhere Occam. nearby. We flipped it for for what? Like the yes. All right. Pick, Are I we going? We, um, okay. We want. Uh, we're gonna go. Uh, heads. Heads is deads. For do dead we want octo thrust or do we want a picture of a plane front? I think picture of a plane front is dead. So we're gonna okay. we're gonna do plane front is dead cells. All right. This is how close it is. Ooh, it's a plane front, baby. Oh, okay. Challenge accepted. Dead cells wins. Wow. All right. So for for the record. The community vote was for Cogmine. But again, oh, like, that? I, 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 didn't see that, I didn't see that flip, by the way. I don't know if I trust Cogmine. <laughs> I saw it. I saw but, it. Will, I, my recollection is you don't even like Cogmine. No, but I don't want Dead Cells. But you just hate I Dead like Cells so much? much hype. It's got too much hype. It's going to like has a chance of disrupting gonna, the nature he, of things. He, he's he's upset because you know, Dead Cells is going to win. Maybe it's a little overhyped. We need to have one game that Will hates going to the Omega Bowl. Oh, we already. I mean, of course, there's going to be at least one game that I hate. That's probably true. Uh, I didn't expect Dead Cells to to be out so fast, but I guess like I mean we're getting into that. No, into Dead that Cells territory. is in. Cogmind is out. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, I mean like <sighs> this is the part of the tournament where like every game is going to be real good. It's gonna it's gonna be very hard yeah, to, sure. to pick a favorite. Well, um, hey, the but... plus side is that we can, I think, pretty clearly to give the door prize, uh, the, the distinction, the the very important distinction of best roguelike. Yep. Oh yeah. And yeah. hey, that's. I mean, Dungeon of Dreadmore. I mean, I mean. Uh... <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Better graphics. <laughs> oh. Uh, the the door prize that I have written down for Cogmind uh, is our 2023 hidden gem of the year, and the way that I calculated that out was our our aggregate podcast rankings versus how popular the game is on Steam. Mm. And our aggregate podcast ranking is pretty high for this game. This is this is yeah, like one of our one of our top ten. And popularity wise, it's nowhere close to the top ten. So, like the gem rating pulls it out of the top by by a, quite a wide margin. Um, similar games to Dead Cells, I or God Cogmine. It's right next to the other one. On you the, really on want the, Dead Cells to die, don't you? <laughs> uh, for and we have like we have a laundry list of traditional style roguelike games to get into, but I think for ones that are that pass the Berlin interpretation of all the stupid checkboxes, uh, but actually do have some kind of accessibility that you're not just using your damn keyboard the whole time. Um, for sure, stay tuned and possibly the ugliest game that we may ever play, Tales of Majael. Uh, I'm excited for that. <laughs> uh dahlia will be too uh another one uh the steam release of ancient domains of mystery adom uh is one that actually has some print accessibility on uh brogue despite being ascii first does have tile sets available to install uh or i think it's a menu option or something like that um and then obviously uh caves of cud yeah. makes it on that list in terms of grid-based uh turn-based permadeath rpgs uh with with some great aesthetic to it so our 2023 hidden gem of the year we bid you adieu uh it pains me it i got it's a dagger in my heart to move dead cells on ahead of cogmind we got to do it we got to pick a winner here uh it's uh it's, the coin it's, has spoken the coin has spoken that's true um that's fine 
that's fine so long as the next one the the, the next of the of the two that yeah, we see here, the next one's going to be contentious yeah our final divisional game here between our fourth seated and winner of our deck builder category monster train versus our wild card winner seventh seed enter the gungeon no contests give it to monster train it's a good game great game choo choo train going to there the end we baby. Go. come on who was it? all aboard come on here we go I, I mean, I'm just, just happy to see Enter the Gungeon get in this race, uh, really. Um, but what I will say is that, uh, you know, um, on a train? Come on. The theming? I don't know. The Andrew, aesthetic? I don't know. Nine I mean, what, hell? Oh my God. in order to play a video game, you got to look at it. <laughs> and Monster Train is rough to behold. I do not but, disagree. Uh, I, I, of course, am, you know, going to vote <clears throat> for Into the Gungeon, uh, but I, I understand that, uh, of course, the majority will rule. And for the I record, what Scott's I, going for here. Um, I don't, uh, I, I mean, I just looked at it a minute ago, but I don't remember what the community vote is between these two. Uh, so I don't, I don't have that bias in the front of my brain right now. Um, th- I think this one is closer than I thought it would be. And I had been playing more Monster Train on the couch than Enter the Gungeon. But I'm going to have to vote Gungeon and spill it out to the community. Because I think, like, Monster Train has a lot of really great game design mechanics going on with it. There's a lot of, like, really smart ideas in the game. And I I just really like playing. Like, I just, uh, I played it enough. mechanics are not your style. I, I understand, Scott. I get it. Hey, you know, uh, when you get a really broken combo going and you just feel like you literally can just suplex the, I don't what yeah, are they, it's angels? such a great build. And then you got like all of your people on the train and they're just like going together. It's great. I agree. Yeah. Broken combos. Uh, but there's something when you get, uh, when you get into that zone in Gungeon and everything just feels like it's locked in and you get into that flow state, it's just like, it's hypnotic, and I, you just can't break yourself out of it. Uh, it did take me a lot longer to get into Gungeon than I think Monster Train. I think Monster Train had an easier uh, on-ramp into the tutorial junction, but Gungeon, I feel like, once once you get it, it's like, oh my god, I, I finally see what everyone's talking about now. Um, and you're just zipping in between the bullets, you're shooting your Huntress bolts, you're swapping guns, your backpack reloading, you just got everything going for it. Uh, and yeah, I think like the, the aesthetic style between the two Gungeon is just, it's, it's like Michael Jordan dunking on the kids in that YouTube video. Like it's not even remotely close. Enter the Gungeon is better themed, uh, but mad cause bad. So I don't (laughs) like it cause bad at it. And also monster train. Like I would play monster train if it was like an ASCII text like list of things happening i i would play it if it were sprites moving up just like donkey kong style level like original jump man level it might be better that way actually (laughs) yeah like i do not need to i would i would play if it was like monster a versus monster b like just for the mechanics alone all right so we're we're split decision again i'm really glad i got these community votes because like if no one actually voted this would be We'd have to go to the coin way more. Yeah, the coin would be doing a lot of deciding for us. All right, so I don't remember what the community voted for this one, so I'm going to go and look back right now between Monster Train, Enter the Gungeon. Ooh. Uh, Gungeon is the community vote. uh, And for context, Monster Train was at the bottom of the list of the community vote. Ooh, big mistake. Great vision, those listeners. Betrayal on the rail. 
No, I, I, you know, to say some nice things about Monster Train is that uh, I'm not hugely into deck builders, but you know, I was able to jump in and start having some enjoyment right out of the gate, um, eh, right off the platform. <laughs> um, but just, I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure if I played more of it, I'd have more appreciation for it. No, I did. The aesthetic is not so bad. Um, you know, clearly, like, you know, some, some, some talented people worked the, on the art, but it's just this weird combination of, like, being derivative of existing properties and then also just lay a spire with looking <laughs> too much like a weird Instagram ad you'd get for yeah, some yeah. game. It, it looks like the games that are on the side of your website. Yeah. Furthermore, just the, th- ah, the theming is so bizarre to me. Like I, it feels like there'd be so many other good. You're an anti-hero. I mean, like it's, it's the, you are on the side of hell trying to stop heaven from wiping you out of existence. It's, that it, it, that is neat, but then putting it on a train doesn't make sense to me as much. Story. Like if it a was like layers train. of the abyss and you're like fighting like big battle over like, I, I, it's it's a, a, a maybe a silly. Hey, we all got it around somehow. It I mean, should be a moving castle. Trains are it should be like Howl's Moving Castle hmm. and they're infiltrating from the ground and they're working their way up to the pinnacle of the castle. That's a, that's that would at least fix. be like thematic, yeah. a layer, perhaps, a moving perhaps. secret layer. Well, what's our what's our door prize as we uh, derail the monster train? Best shopkeep. Have you seen that uh, robotic cat <laughs> and the noises uh, it makes? When I was a child, I went to a Mariners game and they gave out um, these whistles. They were like wooden square whistles and you blew into them and they went <laughs> like a very cool like choo-choo, choo-choo noise um, because you could hear the choo-choo train go by Safeco Field or Kingdom or whatever it was. Um, Monster Train gets one of those whistles. A toot on the whistle. Uh, yeah, I think some similar games to here. Uh, Will, do you have a pen and paper down here? Uh, have you heard of this game, uh, Slay the Spire? Uh, I don't know if you, I don't, uh, it's probably not up Will's alley. It kind of, the graphics look bad. Uh, there's no story to it. Uh, you're, you're not a devil. Whoa. Uh, why bother? You could go for the other one, Downfall, which when you play as the villains, you try and beat the heroes. That would actually be more thematically similar. <laughs> Also a good game. Also a, <laughs> I mean, also 10 out of 10. Uh, Slay the Spire, uh, the Downfall mod, uh, both strong recommend. Um, Vault of the Void, uh, I think also kind of fits into this deck builder. Uh, but deck builder, like specifically as, as like deck builder versus type game. Um, another one that probably few have heard of, but has a very interesting aesthetic to it. Maybe also up Will's Alley in terms of anti-hero uh death related stuff brutal orchestra is uh is a deck builder slash god how would you even describe it like almost kind of a uh jrpg style combat uh i don't know it's very it's very weird i think it's kind of fun uh i don't know i really haven't made much progress in it um but a more another one that's uh more kind of along the lines of your standard deck builder uh fighting games well i don't know if it is standard but Ring of Pain, I think, uh, falls into this list as well. I think all these are for sure. Stay tuned. I think I may have done Will's homework in terms of the next uh, recommended episodes on his. Uh, I feel embarrassed right now. I just looked at my hours played. It's it's less than a thousand. It's like 960 hours for Slay the Spire. And I have more hours in Squad at 1,260. (laughs) And so that's that's how I know something's wrong in the universe. Wow. You just have to open up Slay the Spire while you're playing Squad to idle it in the background. <laughs> right. Robert's had too much of an impact on our, our gaming life, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder how many hours in, in Slay the Spire Robert had. Uh, to see. <laughs> okay. 
semifinal number one, FTL, Faster Than the Light, our number one game of the podcast so far, versus debatably a roguelike, RimWorld, who's going to the finals? I think you all better choose RimWorld here. Otherwise, we've got oh, no, no true winners leading the, the, the fight here. Rim I don't World think, I don't think everyone Rim else World. is a loser. We got a bunch of losers and we have RimWorld. Let's... I think I, I don't think RimWorld advances. No. Holy shit. Oh. Unless Andrew pulls a wild card here and is like, you know what? RimWorld did have some compelling arguments for it. I... <laughs> I... This election is stolen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah i mean uh, again it's tough to argue it's like the godfather of of genre of the genre it's uh that ftl is it looms so large in this space and yet at the same time it's like well which which one is more impressive you know i would argue like ftl is pretty simple (laughs) um but you know it it's 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 an important game and it is you know arguably more fun in certain ways so i don't know it's tough to say tough to say certainly uh i mean i'm gonna say that like rim world is one of my favorite games of all time but ftl is also one of my favorite games of all time and ftl is inarguably the better roguelike game uh i think We're that talking about fun this is the fun rating that's all this no is. no well yes I mean... it is <laughs> that's all we've ever been interested in is fun you know, I did not uh, have see, fun yeah. in RimWorld when I was trying frantically to have one of my colonists pick up a gun from somewhere on the map. And it's just like, oh, in order to do that, you need to form a caravan and you need to have them equip the gun from the caravan menu. They're like, wait, what? Like, why can't I just control Get F good and find scrub? Gun? It's no. very simple. Not get good. Good. <laughs> but we've already established previously on this exact podcast that uh, Mad Cabet is an acceptable reason not to like a game. True. Andrew, are you doing okay? This is all out of you. Over here, that's all. Don't worry about me. <laughs> oh, this has been uh, quite the quite the spirited episode. Um, well, interesting. Which one do I think Enter the Gungeon could beat? Um, <laughs> no, I. <laughs> this is what it's come down to. I put a lot of stock into the number of devs. Do we have any idea how many developers? <laughs> Rim World has versus how many FTL? Oh no! Rim- I got, forget all this tomfoolery. Yeah, uh, I mean, I it's get, not a solo deck. I, re- but... I mean, I re- look. I I I have respect for y'all's respect uh, and mastery of data and mathematics. And I ranked FTL higher than Rim. Wait, 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 wait! Just think about this for just a second. Oh, <laughs> I could potentially vote for Enter the Gungeon in the next. <laughs> I'm undecided right now. Hell. Oh my god. Collusion. Goodness. Collusion. And uh, I got to tell you what, I'm feeling dead cells unless I feel there's some strong <laughs> reason to vote I, otherwise. Oh my word. This is, this is, this is a very, this is a, has turned into a roguelike all its own. This ranking system is its own game. Oh I somehow goodness. knew we were going to have vote colluding going on here. Sure, sure. Uh, I, I, sorry, all everyone involved. Um, I never thought, uh, you know, 10 years ago when I played FTL for about 30 minutes and angrily quit it not to play it again over a decade that I'd be on a uh, podcast such as this with a fine group of folks. I'm voting FTL. Sorry. Dead Cell's looking really good to me right now, I gotta say. <laughs> That's I'm just fair. It's really, really excited about that game all of a sudden. Well, 
What's our I mean, what's our rim? look? I'd love I'd love to see Rimworld win. That would be hilarious. Like <laughs> to win the roguelike Omega Bowl. But um, I I I think FTL is a storied game, chiseled in in the in the, the very rock, the bedrock foundation. Like if there was a more explicit like, oh, here's the thing: if Rimworld had an adventure mode, like Dwarf yeah. Fortress does, then I think it could be more seriously considered in the genre. And I'm if sure you there's like actually use caravans to go places and do things and have it be enjoyable. Yeah, I guess that's true, but it's not like no, no, it's no, not if you could. I don't think that I don't think that the caravan stuff works well. Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe there's some meta game that you can kind of trick yourself into thinking like, well, if I do it this way, it's kind of roguey. But I also feel like uh, the one reaction video we got from our shattered pixel dungeon meh review. Uh, the internet would uh, tip over itself of like, oh my god, this roguelike podcast rated Rimworld is number one We game? can't concern ourselves with the degenerates and what they think. <laughs> we really can't. Thank you for voting, fans. Will is slowly degenerating himself. <laughs> He's scratching his scalp over here with his weird scalp scratcher. Will's going to love it when I give FTL or uh, Slay the Spire a, a solid 9.0 on my ratings when we eventually get to it instead of a, an 11 out of 10. Um, all right, RimWorld, we're sorry to say goodbye. You are an, quite an excellent game, but we're going to have to give you some door prizes on the way out as consolation. Uh, it's organs harvested from prisoners. Or skin. Or, yeah, organs or skin, really. Or some kind of opi- uh, yeah, the uh, the opioid. Um, Flake? Smoke, or not, not smoke leaf. Uh, what's the... Uh... Flake. Yeah, Flake. Yeah, we need a lot. Or Yayo. Yayo's pretty good too. <laughs> now Yayo takes too much manufacturing cost. We all know Flake is a better high, higher yield per uh, amount of time I you put into. I'm just gonna say it's a better high. Everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. You would if if you personally would rather be on Yayo. Uh, give me that Go Juice. Tell you what, <laughs> mainline that stuff. All right, here. We, yeah, what do we got? <laughs> all right. Uh, so similar games to RimWorld. I kind of kind of snuck it earlier, but obviously Dwarf Fortress is the number one comparison. Um, so there's actually been some recent development with rogue style colony slash city builder game that are actually more in the rogue vein. Uh, one of which that I think just today, maybe 1.0 out of early access against the storm, we had mm-hmm. a, a listener write in requesting us to, to take a look at. Um, I've actually found like a decent tutorial video for once on what the hell am I supposed to do in this game? Uh, there's a lot going on. It definitely has like will write min maxing management simulation written all over it. Um, another one is a uh, dot age or dotage. I think is the, supposed to be the pun where you're an old, old man. Uh, it's a turn based colony sim with like super Nintendo graphics. That's very charming. Uh, and then maybe another one that's, uh, kind of on, on the, the spectrum of colony builders, but uh keeper RL for roguelike. Uh, that one's supposed to be well regarded as well. Um, yeah, RimWorld. I'm surprised I actually made it this far. I didn't think it was going to make it out of the first round. Uh, <laughs> but hey, you know, semifinals. That's not too bad, right? Incredible. What a what a showing. That brings us to our second semifinal between ooh, some heavy hitters, Dead Cells, and Enter the Gungeon. You know which game I've always loved? Dead Cells. I'll tell you what. <laughs> ever since, <laughs> ever since the beginning of time, I've loved that game. Since I've. Uh, Platformers have been my favorite. Um, and this game offers so many choices and synergies and other bullshit that I'm gonna have to go with Dead Cells, I think. Yeah. 
Uh, well, it's true that Dead Cells has the most Slay the Spire reference. Oh, that's it's true. Sure, you can't play. I'm not surprised, Will, that uh, you're voting for that, and I respect your decision. Um, totally unbiased too. Check it out, folks. Just last up, we had uh, ooh, what an authority. Uh, Woody Wiskowski was on this wonderful podcast, and. He did, for those of you who don't know, an entire podcast uh, covering the entirety of the Nintendo 64 game library. Woody knows his games. Did I mention also that he's beaten Battletoads? So he's also (laughs) good at games. And in this decision, Dead Cells versus Enter the Gungeon, all we need to do, we need only look to Woody's wisdom. And according to Woody, Enter the Gungeon is in fact better. Well, it's a good thing Woody's voting today, so... Oh, no, I just, you know, I, again, uh, you all are are, are mathmans. Uh, you know, sci- data science is a very important, and that is a data point. You can point to and say, what's the Woody scale on this? Hmm. Well, <laughs> you heard it uh, from him, and you're hearing it from me. Enter the Gungeon is a game. I, of course, am going to vote for Enter the Gungeon. I think for me, I'm going to have to go Dead Cells because Gungeon has a lot of like things that I really like about it, but it did take me like a a curve to get over like the learning aspect of like, what am I supposed to do? And I think some things that for enter the Gungeon, because I came to Gungeon after Dead Cell. Uh, We mentioned it in the last episode for for Dead Cells that I played, I played that at PAX as like, like a beta or alpha stage. And it was just like, boom, immediate. I was like, I know this is going to be an excellent game. This is going to be a game for me. Enter the Gungeon, I didn't have that immediate hook. And I'll admit, it grew on me. Um, but there were some things about Gungeon that as I was playing it, I was like, man, I really wish it did something like this. And then the thing that I was thinking of was something from Dead Cell. Like you unlock a thing and then boom, it's right there in front of you. Like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll try experimenting with it. Or um, I guess there's enough teleporters in Gungeon, but uh, it feels like mm-hmm. I'm still running around the arena a little, little too long um gungeon feels like i have less control over my um the direction that i want to take my character's build uh maybe feels a little more random in that aspect uh but yeah i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go dead cells i think these are both two excellent games but for me dead cells just kind of clicked faster well i'm torn here because i liked dead cells a lot more but i do hate collusion (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I feel like I want to know what the community's vote was so that I can either vote Ooh. against Dead nope. Cells so that the community vote puts Dead Cells into the winner's bracket or vote for Dead Cells so that Dead Cells goes to the winner bracket. Blame, blame it on them, right? So that should, makes sense. I want, I, I Smart. Uh, we, the, the same pattern must hold, I, th- I believe. We have to have very consistent <laughs> formats in our voting here. Those votes don't count over there. So, Which uh, I've been shoehorning in, um, you know, compliments to the the games uh, that I have been not voting for. So I want to do the opposite here, just to sort of keep things balanced. Uh, Enter the Gungeon. Why don't they just give you a description of what the guns and what the synergies do? You gotta have the <laughs> wiki open all the time. Terrible. There's some guns that are like a joke. They're so bad. Why are they even in the game? For you? Uh, what else? I don't know. The co-op mode is a little jank, but uh, overall it works. Anyway, I'm gonna vote for Dead Cells. And and just ignore Will's Will's temper tantrum over here, and for what make it, Dead Cells for, win. For what it's worth, the uh, the community vote was for Gungeon. 
Oh, Andrew. See, the community knows. Last time you betrayed me, <laughs> you have learned <laughs> your lesson here today. <laughs> I was. Uh, it's a shame, you know, you didn't listen to the, to the last episode. I, uh, you know, I was. I was gonna put. I was. I was gonna put uh, <clears throat> dead cells above uh, Rimworld, but I, I, I kept Rimworld in spot number five, which is too low. I realize it should be much higher. <laughs> Could have been number one. Uh, yeah. So uh, our door prize for Gungeon. Best uh best D and D puns maybe probably a gun best punch <laughs> probably some kind of gun yeah I'm thinking so um, the grog pod gun that makes sense uh similar similar games to Enter the Gungeon obviously the number one would be Binding of Isaac I'm pretty sure uh but some other ones because we already talked about that would be uh, Nuclear Throne I think is a pretty uh, a pretty close contender um I haven't played it it's free on Steam I should probably give it a look but I believe Relic Hunters Zero Remix is supposed to be close in top-down twin-stick shooting to enter the gungeon. I'm also going for games that I didn't mention for Binding of Isaac already, so um, something like Atomic Crops could be considered a gungeon-adjacent type game. It's very different, but um, but in that same similar style vein, I think if you like gungeon, you might like that game. And of course, mentioned it again during our my complaining of the Axolotl episode, uh, Tiny Rogues. I think is definitely worth looking into uh, if you're into this kind of uh, frenetic bullet hell. Yeah, if you're into good um, games, uh, <laughs> probably check these ones out. Indeed. <laughs> uh, all right. Our grand finals between our unsurprisingly number one and two games. So close in our ratings for, for this season. The Grand Pappy FTL Faster Than Light pulling in on our number one of our squad management category versus are number two just barely barely number two ratings wide uh and leading pulling doing its damnedest to pull the platformer category into relevance for this podcast is dead cells a a game which one of the present hosts didn't even play uh very good yes the grand finals of course gotta respect who didn't play dead cells Hmm? Uh, yeah i don't know who who didn't did you play dead cells for longer than 10 minutes maybe about that much i mean that's <laughs> you know, I mean, all you need some games just don't click again you know this is you all just sad. for fun uh re- reviewing games very you, you know you guys process. are making this very clear that i you're right my opinion for dead cells last voting round was really inflated i i have to i'm not <laughs> you're right i'm gonna have to pull that back a bit I feel like FTL, you're right. You're making a lot of very good points out there. It's, it's really taking the number one spot for me right now. I had a lot of fun with that game. Oh, you know, actual word. real fun that lasted more than 10 minutes. It's true. Uh, uh, <laughs> what a deal. What a deal. Uh, well, uh, this, is a, this is a grand old, fun old time, I do declare. So this is, this is an interesting matchup, right? We have kind of the, the old guard, the old captain's guard, the best of the best, um, having sort of founded this modern genre, uh, stacked up against... A more recent New Blood release, uh, Dead Cells, very indeed. That's yeah, all I have to say. It's interesting. I feel like this is this is kind of a Dead Cells versus Cogmind redo for me uh, mm. in terms of like how I feel about both of them. Like Dead Cells, fun in the moment. FTL, deeply memorable game. Like I can at any moment turn on the FTL soundtrack in my head because it's just like burned into my brain uh versus dead cells i don't i'm sure it has music uh but i don't remember what it is i don't remember if it was good or not uh 
because I don't pay attention to that music that much. So the fact that I, I like FTL is, it's just, it's, it's in there. And like FTL is in many ways, like the first roguelike game that I played. I don't know. I'm, I'm still torn. I'm still deciding. Yeah. Don't, don't let the recency bias affect you here. Cause uh, keep in mind, like we were just chatting what a few days ago, um, this past week yeah. anyways, and just like yeah. dead cells. I never want to open that game again in my life. I hate that game. I remember you saying verbatim. So that's, uh, that's for sure a thing that I said in the last week. I will it was say like you don't want to open that game again, though. I will say like the FTL final boss fight can oh, be kind of bullshit. can be kind of bullshit because it, it, yeah, it is. Yeah, there there was this one time I had like this great uh, ship build going. I forget which what ship it was, but um, I had this great build going, and then I had uh, come up against the final boss, and oh. They had the, um, I think it was the the module that disables one of your one aspect of your ship, and they shot it at the one that was that I used for depleting uh, shields, and we were oh. just like deadlocked in like it was a complete tie game, and well, actually, it was like I did. <laughs> there's a Google sheet that I have somewhere of like, all right, I reached out to like the FTL subreddit as well of like, is this mathematically possible to win? And I did like this Google sheet math of like. Oh, it would it would be theoretically winnable, but it would take like two weeks of just letting the game run for me to win it, or something stupid like that. And with, I was like, with, with you playing it that two weeks, yeah, and and like timing, so like hitting pause and unpause to like time between like missiles and things, and like everything like perfect in order to get like just the millisecond timings between shooting uh like the shield disabling weapon and like firing a missile to like drop in. And like getting all those things timed out perfectly, it, like it was mathematically doable, but not practically doable. And I thought at the time, like, you know, I had like I had the strategy one. And then it was just like this random nonsense thing at the very end, which I think is kind of like to be expected in this genre. And it's not really the game's fault, but it made me really mad at the time. <laughs> yeah, but remember Tilt Town? I do remember Tilt Town. I left my mm. heart there. How, how could I forget <laughs> Tilt Town? Oh, con- uh, to contrast your point, Colin, uh, after our Dead Cells episode and I had put in the Clock Tower theme as our playout, I had that music playing in my head nonstop for like two days. And it was it was just such a like between that and like the Ramparts uh, music where it's just like the drum beat, the like the strumming guitars and like the music just comes together so perfectly in that game with like your character running like ninja running across the rooftops and the speed involved. It just feels so, so locked in and perfect that like, and Oh, and like the castle music too, where it's, you have all these other like themes from other levels, like blended into the background. I had a really hard time picking what playout music for dead cells to, to do because it was just like, Oh, well this one's really good, but this one's also really good. And I have really good memories from this one. Um, FTL, great soundtrack like undeniably good and i will say like the the multiverse mod also adds more more good soundtrack to that game um but yeah i guess i'll come to, to dead cells defense in the in the soundtrack department a little bit i mean it has good music but i don't think it's as iconic or as thematic as mm. uh the ftl but certainly certainly also uh i don't think yeah. we've talked well we've talked a little bit about this but maybe we should talk more about story and not mm. so much storylines of like the specific plots of games, but the story that develops out of a unique run of a roguelike game. And for me, I think that is very important. And that that is that is really the magic that 
lies that animates roguelikes and sort of makes them unique and interesting. Organic, great, fun tales you can tell, whether they be tales of victory or tales of defeat at the hand of uh, the rebel ship that has disabled your anti-shield weapon or what have you. And there is very little emerging storyline to be had at all in Dead Cells. Whereas in FTL, I have very fond memories of uh, you know, that one specific random human guy or that one specific random rock man <laughs> who, you know, put out the fire and saved the day. Um, despite having never actually beaten FTL, like I've had so many wonderful uh, stories and tales and things that live on in my memory. And though Dead Cells is flashier and more fun in certain ways, and to quote Colin, feels good to play. I think I have to vote for FTL for uh, for the story. Yeah, I think I have to go with FTL as well. Like, it's just such a classic, like, formative game for me. And I will always remember it fondly. Um, I, I would be interested in revisiting both of the games like a year from now. I wouldn't Dead Cells is quite so fresh in my mind because, you know, definitely things can change and how you, like, I don't know what my remembering like how how I will feel about Dead Cells after having not played it for a while because that hasn't happened yet. So I know FTL holds up. Will I forget? Did you did you vote for one? I voted right away, <laughs> and I voted with passion <laughs> and with a purpose, with remorse. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Well, I think that uh, I'll, I'm I'm happy to be an outlier for Dead Cells, and I'm not I'm not upset if FTL takes the crown because I think it is well earned. I think. It's it's legacy is well deserved. Um, yeah, I think it, you couldn't go wrong with FTL as like your first experience in this genre. And again, like none of these games in, in this bracket are, are bad, but um, maybe it's getting a little long in the tooth. But I think the multiverse mod does add a lot to kind of spice it up and fresh it up a bit. So uh, if if FTL is gonna gonna wind us out here. Uh, I mean, we still have to do some door prizes for Dead Cells. The the deadest game? <laughs> oh, give we'll that s- boy a head. Yeah. We'll sell you their game. <laughs> Your prize no, is... His, his prize is a head. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I do have a door prize written down in the Google in the Google sheet for uh, the, the best uh, individual background music uh, song that we have for for uh, the season being the Clock Tower one, which was the one yeah. that I was I was doing the very clever like tick tock. Your time was ticking down, and no one no one at the time got it. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, that's right. We'll fix it in post. Uh, <sighs> but that was just like when I when I heard that the first time. I think it was in like one of the beta releases, and like that came on, and that was that was like the last stage at the time. It felt like a monumental, like epic countdown of like, oh, it's you versus like the big, the big boss. Oh my god, this is like it is incredible. And like listening to that again just sends shivers up my spine. Uh, so I, I'm gonna send that one as the best, uh, best individual song. I think soundtracks. We've we've been very blessed with very good video game soundtracks this this season. And uh, yeah, I've been putting them all up on on YouTube, Chan. Uh, for similar games to Dead Cells, we kind of talked about this uh, as fresh as last week, but uh, Rogue Legacy 1 and 2, uh, Skull the Hero Slayer, Spirit Fall, and I'm going to say Blaze Blue this time to balance it out. Uh, Blaze Blue Entropy Effect. Uh, give those a look if you if you want something that's quote unquote a platformer, Will, uh, but maybe also a different style. 
all all good entries in the genre. Um, but that's gonna wrap it up. That's well, gonna wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, uh. What what's the grand prize? What's the oh, prize for I'll, winning? Uh, oh it, sure. Also, uh, did, sorry, hearty, did we get the audience vote? Oh yeah. Also, oh. I want to know what the audience vote is for the uh, like. I want I want the best. What what's their number one pick? Uh, should I just read out the uh, the audience votes? Uh, sure. Just between these just, these two, I think, like we've done before. Okay, yeah. So, uh, the audience votes between these two, uh, Dead Cells was pretty low, actually. Oh. Uh, surprisingly, um, and FTL was number two on the community vote list. Was Gungeon number one? Number one was Cogmind, believe it or not. Yeah. See, see, <laughs> people love Cogmind. It's it's the people's choice. Indeed, indeed. But yeah, that uh, I think like the grand prize. For... Is the Omega Bowl, of course. It's yeah, we gotta massive, we gotta get like a a fruit punch bowl to, to mail them or something. Oh, yeah. But um, but yeah, the the inaugural the inaugural Omega Bowl winner is FTL Faster Than Light. Uh, kudos to a job done. Uh, and yeah, I, I had thought about like possibly sending them or the de- the devs a postcard from the Seattle area be like, congrats on making a great game. I'm sure they get like a million postcards a day. Uh, but yeah, I think Good being... job. we still like your game. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out one of the most popular games uh, that has spawned a new genre. Hey, guess what is still probably pretty good. You should go check it out. Uh, but for real though, if we had FTL against Slate Aspire. Well, Slate Aspire think... is the secret hidden last boss. We've only unleashed. <laughs> it's like when you beat the heart the first time or when you beat the, the last boss the first time and you still die because you have to get <laughs> relics. So you can fight the real heart, the, the real last boss. I mean, there's still challengers in the wings. Slate Aspire, Hades. I mean, there are games out there. Right, we shouldn't actually weigh in on that, right? So that's yeah. keep a little tension here. Well, but... we're gonna we're gonna have to wait to next season. Uh, our our so yeah. Before we get there, quick social plugs. Uh, our email is grogpodzone at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Mastodon, grogpod at gamedev.place, and grogpod.zone is the website. You've all heard this before. Um, but yeah, maybe if Slay the Spire happens to show up in our in our next season, uh, we'll have to pit it against our our top ranked games in the Omega Bowl two, if it gets that far. We'll have to see if it even if it even <laughs> makes the top the top. We'll eight, burn top your house down if it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, Real World made it pretty deep. Uh, you know, Slay the Spire is going up against something like Voidigo. Uh, might be a toss up. We'll we'll have to see. Void a what? <laughs> Voidigo. Void to go. Um, but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna wrap up our our season one of episodes. I'm gonna include the you know the, the 2022 episodes into season one because we're still getting our bearings, but anyway, uh yeah, season one, boom, is done. We've done it, we've survived a whole season. Hooray. Uh our next episode, uh, I don't know, we might I might do a, a chill uh happy happy grogla day season episode of reading some email. Uh, from listeners or something like that. I have. I have. We find the most for... the most holiday spirited. Uh, what's yeah? What's the most holiday themed roguelike game? You know, Santa, I think I have an. I think I have an answer to this. Is there uh, a Santa trying to like uh, worm into houses? Roguelike there is. Game? A, there is a traditional roguelike game uh, called Alpha Man, <laughs> where the final boss is you fighting the Grinch. Nice. I love it already. So. Yeah, we'll can, we'll see. Can what we, we can we get war, the war sim creator? Can we get an interview with him? Because uh, I tell you what, he seems very responsive, and um, <laughs> I, I just watched his most recent uh, uh, like you know discussion, and he's 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 got a lot going on up here, and I, I really like his style. I don't know. You know? We, we maybe think about that. 
very possibly we do get uh, a lot of requests for uh for us interviewing uh game devs and i'm always hesitant to do so because be like so why is your game bad uh discussion i mean so, in the case of warsim though i mean there's no way that we could possibly <laughs> go that route this is true and we've already done all the rankings and ratings and stuff so we we, we uh we've already spouted off what we need to do so we'll we'll figure out what we want to do for our our holiday special uh episode but uh join us in 2024 a whole year from now oh. uh for our next season of uh, of games that we will uh, review and fight each other to the death over um yeah i think, think that'll do it for this one uh and to play us out of course will be our uh some more music from uh in this case we'll we'll do uh, a tune from the multiverse mod because i haven't spouted it enough uh from the multiverse mod to ftl fast and light our season one Grog Pod Omega Bowl champion. We'll see you next year. Thank you.